Welcome to the latest episode of the Ebony Bird Podcast, brought to you by Ebony Bird and Fansided. I'm your host, Jake McDonald. I'm joined by site experts Joe Schiller and Chris Schistler. Chris is FootballMan58 on Twitter, and Joe is Joe Schiller with two R's. I'm Jay McDonald95, and for all of our uh, tweets, you can follow us at Ebony underscore Bird on Twitter. So all those accounts will be in the description box, as will uh, the information about the episode, and you're listening to this on either Block Talk Radio or our, our iTunes stream. Uh, a bonus episode of the podcast coming because today our uh, episode two is released where we kind of looked at the, the Harbaugh contract extension and talking about him uh, not discussing injuries. But we did get some good news today in regards to Joe Flacco and Brashad Perryman. Uh, that was yesterday's episode. Today uh, we are very simply going to project the 53-man roster. Uh, we're now two nights before the Ravens face the Saints in the fourth preseason game. So, fellas, before we get started here, uh, I'll just we'll go around – in its uh, circle, just I'll ask you guys how you're doing. So, Chris, we'll start with you whenever you're ready. Well, um, today was better than yesterday, so there we go. Uh, yesterday was rough. Today was good. And I'm off tomorrow. We're talking Ravens football. Let's get it going, man. Yeah, I'm doing well. Just getting back in the grind of school. But other than that, things are going well. Yeah, I feel you on that one, Joe. Uh, as you know, I said yesterday, nothing physically in class because I have three online classes at Bloomsburg. But this – this semester, uh, I didn't have anything till today to be in class physically, so that was kind of a change of pace from yesterday. Uh, and really, none of them even even ended up being that long. They both didn't go the full time. So we're going to get into our uh, roster breakdown here. I wrote um, my 53-man roster. I'm assuming you guys did the same as well. We're just kind of discuss position by position. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, when we when we come back to me, I'll get the discussion started, and then we can kind of rotate who goes first on your ends. Uh, we'll start with Joe on this one first uh, because the uh, first quarterback I have listed um, obviously is starter Joe Flacco. And because of his back injury, you know, there's not really we, – we, it was revealed today that uh, Flacco is throwing. Harbaugh said that after practice today, but we still don't know when he's going to be coming back because he's doing work on his own. But he is close to returning. We do know that for a fact. He's the first one. And then I have the Ravens keeping three quarterbacks to start the season, but I think if Flacco proves to be healthy earlier in the year – uh, they'll only need to keep two, the second one, uh, Ryan Allen. And then I have Josh Woodford making the roster because until Flacco can play three or four games, um, if that, you know, without getting injured, I don't think that the Ravens uh, would be wise to let a guy like Woodrum or Fad Lewis go just in case they need him if Mallet is uh, going to be en- ending up starting. So, Joe, we'll uh, shift to you first for this one. Uh, so I might be the odd one out here, but I have the Ravens only taking two quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Flacco and Ryan Mallett. Yeah, I agree with that. It's the Ravens' M.O. If we keep Woodrum, it's bad news for Flacco. And right now, I don't see it. Coming up at running back, I have the Ravens keeping four um, and a fullback. Um, now, the, I, I kind of have two players that could be um, considered a fullback. We'll get to that later in, in the podcast when we talk about Patrick Ricard. Um, but for, I have the Ravens keeping four running backs. I have Woodhead. Uh, West, Allen, and Mazel. So, Chris, I'll, I'll uh, shoot over to you first for this one. I have four running backs. Obviously, West, Allen, Woodhead, and Mazel. And I have no fullbacks. I think they're going to end up using Pat Ricard and tight ends as fullbacks rather than keeping Taliaferro or Ortiz. I did want to say before Joe goes, I did have them keeping Ortiz as a fullback. I did forget uh, forget that at the end. So I had four running backs and Ortiz. Uh, so now Joe will get your uh, running back stance. Yeah, so I went the same exact thing that Chris did. I have Woodhead West, Alan Mazel, and 
I think other positions that the Ravens need more depth and they can double with Ricard as, I guess, a backup uh, defensive lineman, but then the starting fullback for the season. And certainly, uh, if they not, didn't keep on Ortiz, they would hope that he could drop through waivers and be on their practice squad for this uh, upcoming season. So wide receivers, um, I have them keeping five. You know, me and Chris have talked about this going back and forth, that we really want them to keep Keenan Reynolds, but he hasn't really flashed uh, so far in the preseason. So I have them keeping, obviously, Mike Wallace, uh, Jeremy Macklin, and Brashad Perryman, who Harbaugh said uh, he's confident that Perryman's going to be ready for week one. Uh, Harbaugh said that today. And then the last two, I have Michael Campanero and Chris Moore. Moore mainly uh, is going to be more of a special teams role, I think, maybe being the kickoff returner. Um, but, you know, obviously we haven't seen him do much in the passing game uh, in the preseason so far. And then I have them keeping Campanero because he is injury-prone, but he's the best player they have, and they keep bringing him back, and I don't see why they would let him go again. Um, I have them keeping five. So, uh, Chris, we'll start with you for this one. I have them keeping six. I go back and forth. Sometimes I have them keeping five. This is the biggest debate area. The problem, nobody's really stood out. Obviously, you have Macklin, Mike Wallace, Perryman, and Chris Moore. Those are the locks to make the roster. After that, I think Michael Campanero makes the team simply because he's the best return man, and he is a weapon when he's healthy. And I have, at the moment, I have Quincy Adeboisio making it. He has more potential than Chris Matthews. I think you need one big-bodied guy. So I have six as of now, but if they kept five, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, Chris must must be reading off my list because I have the exact same six. Um, I would say, though, Campanero, I think, has jumped up into that number four spot. Even with the injuries, uh, he still had a Chris Moore. I know Biscotti uh, said that Moore was the number four receiver coming into the season, but I just don't think he's going to be that. He really hasn't done much. I think Adeboijo is just someone you want to keep. He's dealt with some injuries this preseason that have limited his play, but I think the potential, especially with Tim White suffering the injury early in the preseason, that you want to keep him around because I just have a bad feeling that if we let someone like him clear waivers, another team's going to pick him up and then he's just going to be some star for another team. Moving on to the tight ends now, I have them keeping four. I think uh, that might be a lot uh, for some people when they hear it. Um, I have them keeping Nick Boyle. I, I, this is, I added one. I, I originally had three, but I added four at the at the end. I have uh, Nick Boyle, Ben Watson, uh, Larry Donnell, and Max Williams. Um, a lot of people, you know, might be questioning that, but it really came down. It really came down to um, Donnell and Williams because obviously, um, when I originally was going to keep three, it was between those two for the last slot because Boyle and Watson are obviously the starters. Um, and then I I, uh, I picked Williams over Donnell just simply for the fact that he has more experience in the offense and he was an early round draft pick. Um, so Joe, I'll go to you to this one uh, first for your takes on the tight ends. Yeah, so I took three. Um, like you, I was kind of struggling between Donnell. I just haven't seen enough from him this preseason. I mean, he had that one touchdown, but it was really just he was wide open, kind of a fluke play by Mallet. So I'm going to have Nick Boyle, Max Williams, and Ben Watson as my three. Well, me and Joe keep sounding like we're copying each other. I assure you people we're not. I have Nick Boyle, Ben Watson, and Max Williams as three. I think you cut Donnell because at the end of the day, he hasn't shown anything for the last couple seasons. Moving on to the offensive line now, I have them keeping seven uh, linemen on the offense. Obviously, I just went I just went down the uh, the top five that I thought were going to be the starters, and then added uh, two more as I kind of uh, had some of the defense developed. So I think uh, Stanley Jensen, Zuta, uh, Yonda, and Howard is going is to be a starting offensive line p- pending injury. 
uh, which we know is could be, you know, uh, obviously questionable because of the Ravens' luck so far. And then for two backups, I have James Hurst and then uh, the Illuminor kid that they drafted in the fifth round uh, in the draft this year. So uh, I believe I went to Joe first last time, which we over to Chris first. Uh, who do you have as far as offensive linemen go? All right, so we can see if Joe's copying me or if it's the other way around. I'm going to say uh, Ronnie Stanley, Marshall Yonda, James Hurst, Ryan Jensen. You know, those are the locks. Austin Howard, those are the locks. Obviously, they're your starters. Um, Jermaine Illuminor, I say, makes the team. And honestly, I think Matt Skur makes the team just because they're weak at guard. And I think that's about it. So you have seven? Is that- yeah, I have seven. I had eight before. I, I, I kind of want to put DeAndre Wesley in there because we need more tackles, but right. he's horrible. So you're leaving Zuta off? Is that what you were saying? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Zuta. That's, I had eight. I'm doing it in my head. I had eight, and then I was like, why am I at seven? So Zuta. Okay, never mind. Okay, so, yes, we have the exact same. I have eight, too. Um, I think Zuta, they wouldn't have traded for him if they didn't think he'd be on there. Um, I think Skrull will make the team. He's been a pretty uh, consistent guy out there all through the preseason. Illuminor, I guess, is where you kind of draw the line. It's either he kind of makes the team or he doesn't. I think with the injury to Saragusa that they're going to want to keep Illuminor because I feel he, like he's a project. I mean, he won't get any starting time this year bearing any catastrophic injuries, but I think he will make the team. Well, it's it's kind of um, confusing that they make it a 53-man roster because, you know, six or seven of the guys have to be on the inactives and the list of inactives. So, really, you're talking like a 45, 46-man roster. It, it's the whole, the whole thing's silly because it never makes a 53-man roster accurate except when it's the press release at the beginning of the season when it comes out and it's released to the fans. Um, so, moving on to the defense now, I just kind of did a combined uh, defensive end and defensive tackle slots. I had uh, Bronson Confuci. Uh, Patrick Ricard, who's going to be both the defensive tackle or slash defensive end and uh, fullback. Brent Urban, Chris Wormley, uh, Michael Pierce, uh, Brandon Williams, and then Carl Davis. Uh, so I believe that is seven uh, listed there. I'll go to Joe first. Who do you have for your uh, defensive line, let's just say? Yeah, I have the seven. I have Williams, Pierce, Davis, Wormley, Urban, Ricard, and Capuzzi. And uh, not in any particular order, but just those seven. I think Willie Henry is going to be the last guy off. Whether they cut him, I think they could possibly trade him with how deep the defensive line is. Um, that's definitely a big asset that they've been talking about, especially with some of the other positions like offensive line that they need more depth in. So I think if we have to, if I'm choosing seven, then Willie Henry is like odd men out. Yeah, I agree with what Joe said because I have six wide receivers I got and four running backs. I can't keep eight defensive linemen. So seven with Henry being the guy out is the only really sensible way to do it. And meanwhile, moving on to the linebacker roles, uh, I have Kalamai Correa. Uh, I have uh, C.J. Mosley. Sorry about that. I have Ty Bowser, Matt Judon, Terrell Suggs, and Tim Williams. Um, I feel like I'm missing an, a name in there, but it's. I was just looking at the way they have it on the roster. They have linebackers, outside linebackers, and inside linebackers. So, yeah, I did not take a look at inside linebackers. That's what I'm missing. Uh, Patrick on uh, – However you say his last name. Many of you know how to pronounce that. I think it's Onwasser. Oh, no. That's a tricky one. Onwasser. I just I try to make it one, like, one smooth word, Onwasser. I don't know. Right. right. So, so that's, 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 that's another, another guy, guy I have. have. Um, yeah. And then, and then you can also, also um, yeah, I don't have him here. I don't, I don't, I don't give his name. Darius Smith, who also is another bubble, bubble player, player, but 
Um, really, they, they have, have some, some linebackers. linebackers. It's really, really going to be interesting to see who they keep here. So, uh, Chris, Chris, we'll go to you first for your uh, linebackers. Well, in the outside linebackers, I have Terrell Suggs, Matt Judon, Tyus Bowser, Tim Williams, and Zadarius Smith. I think they keep all of those guys. C.J. Mosley and uh, Bam Bradley, Kamale Correa, and Patrick Onoswar. So in linebackers, I have four outside linebackers and four inside linebackers. I think eight linebackers is a lot, but that's the strength of the team. You, and you need special teams players, and most of them can play a special teams. Yeah, I have between inside linebackers and outside linebackers, I have 10. I have subs, Judon, Smith, Bowser, Williams on the outside. Like you guys said, I think they'll keep all five. Smith was on the bubble, but he's impressed this preseason, so I think they'll keep him around. And we saw what he could do his rookie season. He had five and a half sacks. So he's definitely a good rotation guy to have. Inside linebacker, I have uh, Mosley, Correa, Anuasser. Uh, also, Bam Bradley in there. I think he's really shown up this preseason. I also have Donald Payne in there. I don't think he's going to be any a factor at all at inside linebacker, but he's really showed on special teams. I think he forced at least one fumble in the Miami game and uh, had some, a couple good tackles. So I think uh, he'll definitely be a special teams player to keep around. Yeah, I'm, I'm adjusting my uh, my 53 because of the uh, on the roster of the inside linebacker listings, and I do have to agree uh, with Bradley and Payne there with what you guys were saying, uh, Joe, just there. But not only, I mean, they're going to have to keep some of these guys around too because of the Albert McClellan injury. You know, uh, both those guys, you know, um, along with number 48, whose name I cannot pronounce, they, you know, not only on defense when they they have a hole there of C.J. Mosley being the only starting inside linebacker, there's going to be a battle there for that. But you also have special teams roles that open up now, and I think now that McClellan's out for the year, both those guys are going to be making the team and will be able to make a lot of contributions on uh, the special teams units. So moving on to the secondary now, uh, Brandon Carr and Jimmy Smith, obviously the starting cornerbacks with Tony Jefferson and Eric Weddle starting in, in the uh, safety slots. Ladarius Webb, Anthony Levine, two guys you can kind of intermix around the field a little bit. Uh, Webb playing corner safety, Levine playing defensive back or linebacker. Uh, I have Jalen Hill making the team, uh, Marlon Humphrey, obviously, if I haven't mentioned his name already, and then Brandon Boykin and Chuck Clark. Uh, Boykin, the free agent they brought in, luckily, too, with all the injuries they've sustained to the slot cornerback position, and then uh, Clark, the sixth-round draft pick uh, that they got their very last draft pick for the um, 2017 season. Uh, we'll go to Chris first for his defensive back secondary uh, positions. All right, well, obviously, you've got the, the starters, Jimmy Smith, Brandon Carr, Tony Jefferson, Eric Weddle. Um, and then I think Ladarius Webb, Marlon Humphrey, Brandon Boykin, and Jalen Hill. And I think Anthony Levine might be the last guy there. Yeah, um, I have the same thing as you guys, except for uh, Brandon Boykin. I have Sheldon Price instead. It's just a toss-up between some of those guys. I feel like that last spot. Um, Actually, definitely... I oh, forgot Maurice Kennedy. Maurice Kennedy He's got to be on the active roster to come back, to be the guy designated to come back. So we got to have space for Kennedy on the roster. Okay. Um, I think Jalen Hill's definitely on the team, no matter what he does in game four. He's a lock. He's played so well, as we talked about yesterday, coming from Jacksonville State. We have never expected it from a guy who tried out at a rookie minicamp. So I have Smith, Carr, Humphrey, Hill, Price at cornerback, and then Weddle. Jefferson, Levine, Webb, and Clark. I didn't think Clark was going to make it at first, but I think he led the team in tackles against the Bills. Um, so he's impressed, and I think he'll make the team. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how many people include uh, Kennedy in their 53-man roster prediction because, you know, we're not going to know if he's going to be able to come back at all this year, and if he does, how effective is he, is he going to be? Not to mention that he's a sixth-round draft pick, a fifth or sixth-round draft pick who has already struggled with injuries in his first two seasons. So that will be interesting to see if they do uh, end up keeping him around or not. Finally, the special teams, uh, Justin Tucker, Sam Cook, and Morgan Cox for me. Uh, returner can really be a cornerback or a running back or a wide receiver we talked about already. Uh, we'll go to Joe first for this one, your special teams. I can't imagine you'd have anything else different unless I'm not thinking about something. Yeah, no, I have the exact three that she said, Tucker, Cook, and Cox. I will point out that I don't know why in the hell Justin Tucker was trying to make a tackle during the Bills game and they put him in the concussion protocol. Like I get that the, ta- the play was coming near him, but you're the best kicker in the league and the Ravens like top offensive weapon as sad as that is, but we cannot have Justin Tucker hurt. It was really interesting. They had um, Kenny Allen, the undrafted rookie out of Michigan, uh, kicking some field goals, and I think he actually made a field goal and also an extra point. I don't think he'll make the team, but Tucker just does not need to be doing anything stupid like that, especially during the preseason. That's something we forgot to talk about last night during our podcast. We never uh, discussed that, but I agree with everything you just said, Joe. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any surprise with the special teams. They're the Wolfpack, the Sam Cook, Justin Tucker, and Sam Cook. But, yeah, if Tucker tries to make another tackle, it better be because he's the only one there and it's a game against the damn Steelers. Otherwise, I don't want him touching anybody. Like, just get out of there. Yeah, and then uh, really with that being said, uh, I believe we were at 53. You know, this was kind of hectic here because I was a couple players short um, you know, I was adjusting during the podcast, but really it sounds like um, I don't, you know, disagree too much with what you guys were saying. I think where we're uh, divided is, you know, on, mainly on offense with how many quarterbacks they're going to keep and then the divide between running back, wide receiver, and tight end and whether or not they're going to keep a fullback in there. So I'll go to Chris first. Uh, one quick thing you want to add before we uh, say goodbye for this episode, the special edition of the um, Ebony Bird podcast. Well, I will say this. I, I think – when you look at this roster, you see it's going to make a lot of experts look stupid. And the reason I say that is because there are five, six ways I have done this depth chart, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's probably five, five or six jobs that are straight up up for grabs, and I don't know which way they're going to go. It's like doing a Sudoku puzzle, puzzle. You kind of and you're stuck, and you you know it's one of the other slots. You kind of want to put it in the corner, but you might be in the middle. And you know what? If you guess wrong, you know everything else falls out of place. So then you have to readjust. I this is going to be a 53 man roster that makes a lot of people second guess one way or the other. My final thought on this is the fact that we're divided on some of the things, and it's all in one certain area. It's on the offense. Like, on the defense, I'm pretty sure we're pretty much agreeing on just about everything, maybe one or two on, like, the last cornerback position. But the fact that we have to – that we're arguing about how many cornerbacks are taking, how many running backs are taking, how many fullbacks are taking, how many wide receivers are taking, and pretty much just about every offensive position that we talked about, we each had, like, something different. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. And that just shows you how – at the defenses and how many questions are still left on offense and we're one week away from the start of the season. 
And with that being said, that wraps up the 53-man uh, projection episode of the Ebony Bird podcast. Once again, hit us up on Twitter at Ebony underscore Bird. Leave us questions because we want to get a – if we can get enough questions submitted, we can start a little bit of a mailbag uh, section of the podcast every week that we have it. Also, uh, subscribe either on Block Talk Radio or iTunes. I did – I was looking at the um, iTunes link earlier, and I don't think it was working, so we'll have to um, take a look at that and see if it works on mobile devices or uh, laptops as well. But uh, for all of us, I'm Jake McDonald at jmcdonald95 on Twitter, Chris Schessler at footballman58, and Joe Schiller is at Joe Schiller with two R's out on Twitter. Uh, so, guys, thanks again for joining me. Uh, had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, harder than, you know, it looks because you not only do you have to divide, you know, the um, positions up evenly, but you have to keep track of how much, you know, you, your players are using, how close to 53 you are, and then you should find out, as I did in the middle of the podcast, you might be a couple numbers short and have to reevaluate on the fly. Yeah, that's why when I did the 53-man roster post, I I kept the numbers as I went through the thing to get one through 53, because otherwise I would have lost track. Actually, two years ago I did a 53-man roster with 52 people on it. So <laughs> I, I was like, I wonder if anyone notices this. Yeah. I think the Ravens have a prediction thing where you predict the 53-man long. I think you can win something. It's going to be tough this year. I mean, one or two players is going to decide that. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Right. It'll be interesting to see. So the Ravens getting set to face the Saints uh, coming up on Thursday, their final fourth preseason game, and then the final 53-man roster will be uh, released probably sometime this weekend, early next week. So, guys, thanks for joining me, and uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week on this edition of the Ebony Bird Podcast.